Hi, hello there. It's Friday evening once again. A very good evening to you. It's the very last Friday in January. The evenings are getting much, much brighter. The pubs are open late. And as we turn towards spring, we start to think about St. Bridget's Day. It's Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening, nine minutes after four o'clock. You're welcome along. Feel Good Friday live across Roscommon Town on 94.6 and also on the World Wide Web at www.rossfm.ie. We're also on the Radio Garden app, we're on the TuneIn app and you can get us very, very quickly on your smartphone at stream.rossfm.ie. Coming up on the show this side of 5 o'clock on Aidan Raftery and Friday Sports, I'll have the inaugural play of a song called The Barracks of Coot Hall. It's recorded by a group of singers called the Rising Sun Singers and written by Frankie Simon. It's in aid of the Bone Marrow Trust. Supporting people with leukemia. I'll bring you that about a quarter past four this evening. We'll have our Forgotten Memories section. And as we head towards the 1st of February and St. Bridget's Day, I'll have on the line Maria Byrne from Kilmore in North Roscommon. Maria will tell me a little bit about St. Bridget and some of the St. Bridget's Day traditions. That's all to come this side of 5 o'clock on this Friday evening on Feel Good Friday on Ross FM 94.6. If you'd like to get in on the show, be delighted to have you on board. It's 083-8599-748. And Aidan's taking your calls on 090-662-8161. I'm sure it's going to be great news for so many people on this Friday night that they can stay out late. We're celebrating that on this Feel Good Friday evening on Ross FM that of course is the sounds of Michael English and down at Lachlan's Bar 083-8599-748 it'll get you straight through to me on the text or WhatsApp machine on Feel Good Friday Evening on Ross FM on this Friday evening I have a message here that says Frankie Simon has written a song about the writer John McGahern who was originally from Leitrim and later from Coot Hall the song was recorded by the Rising Sun Singers a wonderful group from the McGahern territory of Coot Hall and Leitrim the purpose of the recording is to aid the Bone Marrow Trust for leukaemia and a donation to the Trust will greatly help with the work they do in the recovery of patients such as the provision of apartments adjacent to hospitals following the treatment for leukaemia. The song is called The Barracks Acoot Hall and you can listen to it on uh, the Bone Marrow Trust website that is www.bonemarrowtrust all one word dot i and when you're there there's a little donate button on the top corner and you might like to just click that button and make a donation to the Bone Marrow Trust that was sent to me and a copy of the song was dropped into my message box here if anyone wants to talk to me about that I'd be delighted to welcome you to the air of Ross FM and find out a little bit more about the Bone Marrow Trust and how people can help it but in the meantime here is that song well done to the Rising Sun singers from around the North Roscommon and Leitrim area. That's the inaugural radio play of that song. It is written about the writer John McGahern by Frankie Simon from Boyle and uh, it is written in aid of the Bone Marrow Trust for Leukemia and a donation to the Trust will greatly help with the work that they do in the recovery of patients such as the provision of apartments adjacent to hospitals following their treatment with uh, far 
bar leukemia excuse me if you want to support it go to bonemarrowtrust.ie well done guys I love that song and delighted to be able to bring it to you on the radio on this Friday evening feel good Friday it's 20 past uh, 4 on this Friday evening as we take a look back through the years to this week back in history in our forgotten memory section the 27th of January and 1995 saw the first formal discussions between John Bruton and Jerry Adams the 26th of January looking back to 1996 the Mitchell principles were proposed as the condition for talks in Northern Ireland heading back further 1944 W.T. Cosgrave excuse me resigns as the leader of Fine Gael and on the 26th of January 1907 a performance of the Playboy of the Western World in Dublin triggers a week of riots. The 24th of January looking back to 1920 saw the death of Percy French the author of many popular songs including The Mountains of Morn and looking back to the 23rd of January this time to 1834 and St Vincent's Hospital in Dublin was founded by a lady called Mother Mary Aikenhead. It's Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening on Ross FM and it's time right now for our Feel Good Friday thought at 22 minutes after 4 o'clock on this Friday evening. Don't forget that coming up very shortly I'll have Maria Byrne from the Ockram Kilmore area of North Roscommon telling me a little bit about St Bridget's as we celebrate St Bridget's Day this coming week on the 1st of February. But first, time is not money. Time is far more valuable than money. You can always make more money when you run out of money. You can't get more time when you run out of time. If you want to succeed, value your time. Welcome back to Feel Good Friday on Ross FM. This Friday evening we're across Roscommon Town on 94.6 and we're on the World Wide Web at www.rossfm.ie It's the very last Friday in January. Days are getting longer and everybody is starting to feel that it's a little bit like spring. There's a lot of talk in the air about a brand new holiday for Ireland around St. Bridget's Day. Uh, Right now I'm joined on the line by Maria Byrne from Kilmore in North Roscommon and I'd like to talk to Maria a little bit about St. Bridget and the introduction of a new bank holiday around St. Bridget's Day. Maria, you're there. I am Joe, and good evening to you and thank you for the invitation. Good evening to you and thank you for joining me on Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening. So there's talk about a new bank holiday around St. Bridget's Day. Can you tell me who St. Bridget was and what her association with Ireland was? Um, I'd be delighted to share a little bit of my knowledge. I'm not putting myself forward as an authority on it, but I'll share the the few things that I know. Um, I suppose when people talk about Bridget, and I've heard this discourse happening now that we're announcing this bank holiday, about a Celtic Bridget, um, a daughter of one of the Celtic gods um, associated with fertility. But the Bridget I want to talk about is is a different woman. Um, She was a a woman, though, of her time. Um, Her mother was a slave and was a Christian, and she was sold to a nobleman who was a pagan. And Bridget was born of that relationship. And so, in a sense, Bridget had straddled a little bit of that Celtic Ireland, but also the story of Christianity as it come to Ireland. What we're told about her um, was that she was always an independent young woman. Perhaps maybe it was a sickly child. There's suggestions that she spent a lot of time at home um, with her mother, 
very close to nature, out in nature and looking after animals. But even as a young woman, she was incredibly independent and she had a very strong sense of the needs of other people. So she was put out when she saw people without enough to eat, without enough clothes and things like that. And the stories around her was that she gave away milk from the dairy to some people in need. She gave away clothes from her home to people in need. And that um, caused some stress and tension in her home. Her father seemingly wasn't too pleased about it, particularly when the story went that she gave, he, she gave away his fantastic sword to a beggar man. Um, he had seemingly had ideas for her, that he'd like to marry her off to uh, um, a man of good repute, which would have been traditional around at that time. But Bridget had other ideas about herself, and she had a profound sense of God, and that she wanted to join a monastery, that she wanted to live a religious life, to take the veil, as it was said in that time. And she stayed determined to that, and that she did. She founded a monastic settlement, um, and to this day, the remains of it are walled off in Kildare to honour and, I suppose, acknowledge that great achievement. And what was striking about it was it was unusual at the time to have a monastic settlement for both men and for women, but she did that. What are the stories associated with her? That absolute sense of God being everywhere, God being close, she had that. She had a sense, a deep sense of justice was... Uh, wanted to very much deal with ideas of poverty and difficulty with people. She's known as a very wise woman going around. She didn't just stay quietly praying away in a monastery. She actually went out among the people. She was known for her wisdom, known for her counselling. She was known for her healing. So, for example, if you take one of the the best-known stories about her, which to do with her cross, the St. Bridget's Cross, she was tending to a chieftain who was dying who wasn't Christian. And as she sat by him, as at that time, as you would know, rushes were put on the floors um, for women giving birth, for animals giving birth, so that they would have been handy and around um, and on people's floors and then there would be change for hygiene purposes. The rushes were on the floor and she started to pick them up and was weaving them. And he asked her, what are you doing? And she was making a cross with the rushes. And that was her opportunity to talk to him about the Christian story. He said, tell me more about this Jesus, this cross. And the story went that by the end of the time when she'd made the cross, he asked to be baptised. Now we have a tradition of gathering rushes from the field, making crosses. As you know, those of your older listeners would know, many people put St. Bridget's crosses not just in their homes, as a sign of asking for God's blessing, but also in their barns to be looking out for their animals because people at that time were so linked to the success of their animals, giving them success, keeping them well, keeping each other well, keeping themselves well. All of that meant a tremendous amount to them and they saw that God would bring that blessing, that healing, that strength to them. One of the things that strikes me when we think about that is that while we're um, separated from Bridget by hundreds and hundreds of years, and I'm talking about you know pre-Christian Ireland and coming into Christianity, look at what our experience in the last two years has been about, about illness and about minding one another, about looking after each other. So that idea of blessing and healing and, and God's gift to us, that all makes very much sense to us, I think, from what we have been, what we've gone through. Um, the other story, I suppose, is associated with her is how did she come by the land 
to build her monastery. And the story goes that there was a kind of a, a chieftain, a landowner, and she was looking for land, and he was being kind of smart with her, saying, I'll give you as much land as your cloak covers, knowing that that would cover very little ground. But that the story went, her cloak flowed and flowed, and he had to give her an awful lot of land. How true or not is that story? What I read into that is her determination, her absolute commitment, and therefore she ended up with this land and she was able to build her monastery. So she's a woman of another time, but I think she's something very important to say to us. She she was a woman of great faith. And the thing that strikes you when you read about St. Bridget and the people of her time, St. Patrick as well, and let's remember, Bridget is the patroness of Ireland. Somehow she was always a little bit in the shadows, and if you think about how we deal with and treat St. Patrick, and now maybe she, because of the fact that we have a day dedicated to her, she may come more into the light, into central is this idea that they didn't see God as distant. So many people talk about the transcendence of God, but Bridget and that community of people were all about the imminence of God. God was in everything. God was, as Kavanagh said, in the bits and pieces of every day. So they never saw that anything that they did separated them from God, that God was in everything. So if you look at the ancient prayers and the blessings, for example, they wanted God to bless us in our waking, in our sleeping, in our going out, in our coming back. Every moment of life was about God's blessing on them. And I think that's one of the key things that when we look at St. Bridget and we're going to celebrate that day, that maybe we could take on board and see how does that speak to us? How do we see the fact that God, the sacrament of our lives, someone said that God comes to us disguised as our own life. I think Bridget knew that and the people that of her time knew that, that in the, their life they discovered God. God's wonder, God's gift, and God's joy. I suppose the other thing that would strike me is is the fact that we in Ireland celebrate the beginning of spring as the 1st of February. Now, I think the meteorological office would pull me up on that and say, no, it isn't. But I think the wise Irish people know perhaps that it is. And if you notice, and I'm sure your listeners have these mornings if you're out early, have you noticed the increase in the birdsong? Have you noticed the beautiful skyline? We feel the earth turning back towards the sun. And it's as if nature is saying to us, life is stronger than death. Now that's at the heart, that's what Christianity is built on, that the tomb could not hold Christ, that death is not the end, that life is eternal. And Bridget and the people of that generation knew that and they celebrated that. And so I think celebrating her on the first day of spring, I think it's a glorious opportunity for us to to rediscover, I suppose, um, the wonder of God and the wonder of our own life. Someone else once wrote a phrase, and I love it, it's that it is always springtime in the heart of God. What, what, What a wonderful opportunity it is for us to rediscover that. And all of those things that you're telling me about, and thank you for telling it so well, are very much evident as we look out the window on this Friday evening and particularly in the mornings. As you're speaking there, it strikes me that Bridget was very much a woman before her time. And as we come out of pandemic, maybe a woman that might, if she was here today, understand what we're feeling now. I'm thinking in the sense of you said, like bringing men and women to celebrate faith together and building a monastery that wasn't about prayer alone, that it was about helping people. What do you think she'd say right now coming out of pandemic to the people of Ireland? 
Um, I suppose I wouldn't be so presumptuous to know what a saint might know, Joe. but what I, I suppose I take from it, from my own sense of it is, is A, about the wonder of our life, the gift of our life, how precious life is. I suppose those of you um, listening and us here in the studio, Joe, linked, is that uh, many of us have experienced the loss of loved ones during the pandemic. And we saw how hard that was, how difficult it was to let go of our loved ones anyway. But to do so without the rituals and many of the, the gatherings and of the support of people, um, I think it was even more difficult for people. So you can see how how we have come to understand how precious life is and wanting to celebrate it. I also think maybe she would tell us about determination because she didn't get to do all the things she did without belief and trust and determination. And I think that's one of the key things that we have to be a people of hope. And if the Christian story and Christ's message to us is anything, it's about hope. And if we don't have that, we haven't fully understand what the power of the gospel, to quite frankly, is about. So she would very much talk about that. Who are we to be afraid? To, to, to trust, to believe, to, to, to know that, that all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well, as another famous saint has said. I think she would also, maybe when I've talked about the fact about the monastery and the men and the women, she would talk about how we celebrate our unique gifts, our differences, and how we complement one another. It isn't who is better, who is more powerful, who is in. It's not in any of that. It's about differences and celebrating that differences and the richness that comes for all of us through those differences. That's some of the thoughts I'd have on it. So it's a little bit about somebody who was way before her time in that sense. And isn't it great that as a nation we're now coming to a place where we'll have two patron saints, St. Patrick and St. Bridget, different but equal? Absolutely, and the richness in it and how lucky that we are. I suppose another thing that I'm, I'm thinking of as you're talking to me there, Joe, is, and many of your listeners again would know of various traditions associated with Bridget. And one of them was, maybe they might know about the Brock Bridge. And that was the idea that you put out cloths on the eve of St. Bridget's Day. That's what I wanted to ask you about that tradition. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So you would put out material on the eve of St. Bridget's Day and it was this sense that her spirit hovered or crossed over the land and you took back in those cloths on St. Bridget's Day. And what the people used to do with them is they were healing. So if someone was ill, had a fever, it was tied around them to heal them. But they were also used for their animals as well, um, healing sick animals and bringing back strength and healing to everybody. And in some parts of the country, people continued to do that. As was another tradition it's one for in various parishes and I'm sure your listeners will think about holy wells that many people would go to a well um, and many wells are dedicated to St Bridget and again here's our link between the Christian times and the Celtic times because as you know the people of the Celtic world saw that the gap between the other world and this world was was you could pass backwards and forwards even during your lifetime and one of the key things there was festivals for that wells were also important that they gathered around the well and that the well because of going into it was giving you a passageway into the other world now many people gathered on, on St Bridget's Day at wells and you might say well was that pagan but it's not because if you think at the Christian message Christ began his public ministry with his baptism in the river Jordan and if you read the gospels we talk about giving a drink that will cure all thirst that you will never thirst again 
If you look at Christ's encounter with the woman at the well, for example, which seems so fitting when we're talking about St. Bridget, that water is a powerful, powerful symbol um, in Christianity. And so I think there's a rightness, a correctness about maybe people still gathering at wells associated with Bridget and gathering water at those wells. And even as we're talking now, I'm thinking of a lot of places across Roscommon that have wells named after St. Bridget. And I'm also thinking of a number of football teams that already have dedicated their name to St. Bridget as well. So as, as a people, we've already celebrated. But now that we're going to make this a national holiday, I'm sure, Maria Byrne, you're delighted with that. I would be. And as you say, all the things that you've mentioned, yes, and people, I'm sure, as they're listening, have a familiarity with it. Here's a lovely opportunity for us to rediscover that richness and not just talk about Bridget as a woman of history, but, and it's true that she is, but look and say, well, how do I link that history with my lived experience in 2022 and then handing on that tradition to the next generation so that they too can take the richness of the story of Bridges, what she has to take, tell us, and to incorporate that into the, to the, to the story, I suppose, of their own lives. You describe it beautifully as St. Bridget transcending the generations from pre-Celtic time right up to what she might be feeling and how people might be coping with the modern day stresses. Thank you very much for talking to me on this Friday evening. One final question, Maria Byrne. Is there a song that you think I should play on this Friday evening to round off this interview? Um, yes, there is actually, Joe, now that you mention it to me. And many of your listeners, again, might be familiar with it. It's a piece crafted by Sean Davey and uh, it's associated with the singer Rita Connolly. Um, known as the dearest cry, but people might know the first phrase of it, I arise today. And the song absolutely captures maybe some of the things that I was hinting about, that of this sense that God is in everything and that God guides us and is with us at all times. And maybe just at the end, I want to thank you for inviting me to speak and the blessings of St. Bridget on all your listeners and on all those that we each carry in our hearts. And in return, the blessings of St. Bridget on you too, Maria Byrne from Kilmore and North Roscommon. Thank you for joining me. Thanks again, Maria Byrne, for joining me on Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening and telling us a little bit about St. Bridget and the upcoming holiday of St. Bridget's Day that, of course, is I rise today and Rita Connolly. Just a text in here to say, enjoying the interview as I drive into Ross FM. It comes in from Martin, who's part of uh, Aidan Raftery's Friday Sports Show. And he says, did you know that I have a heritage website and was really interested in the interview about St. Bridget? Didn't know that, Martin, and thank you for telling me. It's called RossCommonTownHeritage.com. Maybe if you're interested, uh, you could look that up. And, you know, looking back in history, I often think it's a little bit about an iceberg. What we touch on, the little bit that we see is only a very small part of it. And there is so much more below the surface. Well done, Martin, on the website and looking forward to hearing some of your views on sport. Uh, when you get here to the studios of Ross FM, thanks for the text roscommontownheritage.com again is the website there and also a text in here that says uh, was the song that you played just a little while ago written specifically for the barracks of Coot Hall well no actually it wasn't it's written by a guy called Frankie Simon from Boyle it's written to raise money for the Bone Marrow Trust it's available on their website bonemarrowtrust.ie and it's there to help people uh, in the Bone Marrow Trust uh, people who are recovering from leukaemia and it helps with the work uh, of the trust in looking after patients in recovery, such as the provision of apartments,
patients adjacent to hospitals following their treatment for leukaemia. The website again is Bone Marrow Trust. .ie, but the song is called The Barracks of Coot Hall. It's a quarter to five. It's Feel Good Friday on Ross FM on this Friday evening. We'll be back rocking towards the weekend right outside these. Stay with me. Welcome back to Feel Good Friday on Ross FM on this Friday evening. 083-8599-748 is the number if you'd like a text as we rock towards the weekend. Thanks to Westward and Strokestown for the sponsorship and to all of you for joining me on this Friday evening. Ricky Martin is his, of course, living la vida loca 10 minutes away from 5 o'clock on this Friday evening on Ross FM 94.6. That means 10 minutes away from Aidan Raftery and Friday Sports on Ross FM by the way thank you so much to Seamus Duke he was on earlier with the Rossi Way he's back on the air next Monday afternoon between 3 and 4 on Ross FM 94.6 Aidan has a brand new feature about strength and conditioning on the air he'll tell you a little bit about that outside 5 o'clock but if you're interested in that join Aidan for Friday Sports this Friday evening that's the choice of the Leaving Cert Applied class in Carrick and Shannon Community School. That, of course, is the sounds of Ray Charles taking you way back, back into time. And one called Hit the Road, Jack. Not just for a few moments, I have about seven minutes left ahead of Aidan Raftery and Friday Sport on this Friday evening. Ross FM. We're rocking towards the weekend. It's Feel Good Friday on Ross FM. It's seven minutes, almost six minutes away from five o'clock. Let's bring you another great rockin' track as we take you towards your weekend on this feel-good Friday evening. Three minutes away from five o'clock on this Friday evening. That means three minutes away from Aiden Raftery and Friday Sport. Just a couple of things to squeeze in before I leave you. First of all, that website again uh, for the song The Barracks of Coot Hall is called The Bone Marrow Trust. Dot IE, that's B-O-N-E-M-A-R-R-O-W-T-R-U-S-T dot IE. And Martin has just popped into the studio now. He says, sure, maybe you'd give my website a mention again. It's called RossCommonTownHeritage.com. Delighted to do that, Martin, for you. And looking forward to see how many of the scores you got right in your prediction section as I drive back uh, to Boyle on this Friday evening. Also want to say special thanks to Maria Byrne from the Arfram Kilmore Parish in North West Common for joining me and telling me a lot about about St. Bridget. St. Bridget's Day next Tuesday, of course, the first day of spring in Ireland. Not necessarily the first day of meteorological spring, but definitely looking forward to longer days and better weather and less, less restrictions. It's definitely, definitely looking good. Delighted to have been with you on this Friday evening. Thanks in each and every one of you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed Feel Good Friday on this Friday evening. And if you did, you may well tell your friends about it. I hope to be back next Friday evening with more of the same on 94.6 until then do take care of yourselves take care of one another may your God watch over you and as always if you see someone without a smile do give them one of yours a very good evening to you